Welcome everybody to a new episode of the World Backbook. I am your host, TJ Spike, Tim Hampton, whatever you want to call me. Today we'll be discussing the country of Canada, friendly neighbors to the north of my country, the United States. First a quick brief rundown of it and then more detail. Canada's motto is Marie Usque Ad Mare, which is Latin for from sea to sea. Their anthem is O Canada, while their royal anthem is God Save the Queen. The capital of their country is Ottawa, while their largest city is Toronto. Their official languages are English and French, while recognized regional languages are Chippewaan, Cree, Gwich'in, Inuakinen, Inuquitan, Inuvialuktan, North Slavey, South Slavey, and Tuichu. Ethnically, the country is 76.7% white, 14.2% Asian, 4.3% Aboriginal, 2.9% Black, 1.2% Latin American, 0.5% Multiracial, and 0.3% Other. The demonym for citizens of the country is Canadian, demonym meaning how you, the, the official term for somebody from that place. Their government is a federal parliamentary constitutional monarchy, with the monarch being Queen Elizabeth II, who is represented by her, by a governor general who is currently is David Johnston. The prime minister is Stephen Harper, and the chief justice is Beverly McClatchen. Its legislature is known as the par- is Parliament, with the upper house being the Senate and the lower house being the House of Commons. The country was established as independence by Constitution Act of, on July 1st, 1867, with the Statute of Westminster formally severing ties of it in December 11th, 1931, and in the Canada Act, which was passed at the request of the Canadian government to uh, officially sort of separate it. From the United Kingdom once for all on April 17, 1982. The total country size is 3,854,085 square miles, which ranks the second, the second largest country in the world, with 8.92% of that, or 344,080 square miles, being water. It's, it's estimated population as of 2014 is 35,675,834, which would rank it 37th largest in the world, with a, with a density of 8.3 persons per square mile, which is 228th in the world, although those rankings despite includes countries and territories, so it's not quite accurate. It has a GDP of $1.578 trillion, 15th in the world, and or per capita of $44,519, which is 19th in the world. Its currency is the Canadian dollar, which is represented by dollar sign. Its time zones range from 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 minus 3.5 UTC, UTC being Greenwich Mean Time, United Kingdom, to negative 8, or in summer during daylight saving times, negative 2.5 to negative 7. They use the date format of day-day, month-month, 
a day, month, year, rather than month, a year. So instead of saying February 4th, 2015, it'd be 4th, February 2015. They drive on the right side of the country. And they're called, their internet TLD is .ca. Now in the more detailed, uh, Canada is it's a country in the continent of North America, consisting of ten provinces and three territories. Located in the northern part of the continent, it expands extends from the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean and northward into the Arctic Ocean, covering covering 3.8 million square miles or 9.98 million square kilometers in total. Canada is the world's second largest country by total area and the fourth largest country by land area. Its common border with the United States forms the world's longest land border. The land of now Canada has been inhabited for millennia by various aboriginal peoples. Beginning in the late 15th century, British and French colonies were established on the region's Atlantic coast. As a consequence of various conflicts, the United Kingdom gained and lost North American territories until it left in the late 18th century with what mostly comprises Canada today. Pursuant to the British North America Act, on July 1, 1867, three colonies joined to form the autonomous Federal Dominion of Canada. This began an accretion of provinces and territories to the new self-governing Dominion. In 1931, the United Kingdom granted Canada near total independence with the Statute of Westminster of, in 1931. Statue of Westminster 1931 and full sovereignty was attained with when the Canada Act of 1982 severed the vestiges of legal dependence on the British Parliament. Canada is a federal parliamentary democracy and a constitutional monarchy with Queen Elizabeth II being the current head of state. The country is officially bilingual at the federal level. It is one of the world's most ethnically diverse and multicultural nations, in a way, and the product of large-scale immigration from many countries, although ethnically diverse is kind of debatable since over three-fourths of it is, is white, so it's not really that diverse. With a population of approximately 35 million as of 2015, its advanced economy is one of the largest in the world, relying chiefly upon its abundant natural resources and well-developed international trade networks. Canada's long and complex relationship with the United States has had a significant impact on its economy and culture. Canada is a developed country and one of the wealthiest in the world, with the 13th highest per capita income globally and the 8th highest ranking in the Human Development Index. It ranks among the highest in international measurements of government transparency, civil liberties, quality of life, economic freedom, and education. Canada is a member of the Commonwealth of Nations and is furthermore part of several major international and intergovernmental institutions or groupings, including the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, the Group of Eight, the Group of Ten, the Group of Twenty, the North American Free Trade Agreement, and the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Forum. The, the name Canada comes from the St. Lawrence Iroquoian word Kanata, meaning village or settlement. In 1535, indigenous inhabitants of the present-day Quebec City region used the word to direct French explorer Jacques Cartier in 
to the village of Stadacona. Cartier later used the word Canada to refer not only to that particular village, but the entire area subject to Danakana, the chief at Stadacona. By 1545, European books and maps had begun referring to this region as Canada. In the 17th and 18th, early 18th centuries, Canada referred to the part of New France that lay along the St. Lawrence River. In 1791, the area became two British colonies called Upper Canada and Lower Canada, collectively renamed the Canadas, until their union as the British Province of Canada in 1841. Upon Confederation in 1867, Canada was adopted as the legal name for the new country, and the word Dominion was conferred as the country's title. However, as Canada asserted its political autonomy from the United Kingdom, the federal government increasingly simply used Canada as state documents and treaties. The change that was reflected in the renaming of the national holiday from Dominion Day to Canada Day in 1982. Aboriginal peoples in present-day Canada include the First Nations, Inuit, and Métis. The Métis are a mixed-blood people who originated in the mid-17th century when First Nations and Inuit people married European settlers. settlers. Archaeological studies and genetic analyses have indicated a human presence in the northern Yukon region from 13,000 to 12,000 BC and in southern Ontario from 7,500 BC. These first settlers entered Canada through Beringia by way of the Bering Land Bridge. The Paleo-Indian archaeological sites at Old Crow Flats and Bluefish Caves are two of the oldest sites of human habitation in Canada. The characteristics of Canadian Aboriginal societies included permanent settlements, agriculture, complex societal hierarchies, and trading networks. Some of these cultures had collapsed by the time European explorers arrived in the late 15th and early 16th centuries and have only been discovered through archaeological investigations. The Aboriginal population at the time of the first European settlements is estimated to have been between 200,000 and 2 million, although there's a wide range, with a figure of 500,000 accepted by Canada's Royal Commission on Aboriginal Peoples. As a consequence of the European colonization, Canada's Aboriginal peoples suffered from repeated outbreaks of newly introduced infectious diseases such as influenza, measles, and smallpox, to which they had no natural immunity, resulting in a in a 40-80% to 80 population decrease in the centuries after the European arrival. Although not without conflict, European Canadians' early interactions with First Nations and Inuit population, populations were relatively peaceful. The Crown and Aboriginal peoples began interactions during the European colonization period. In general, the Inuit had more limited interaction with European settlers during this period. From the late 18th century, European Canadians encouraged Aboriginals to assimilate into their own culture, referred to as Canadian culture. These attempts reached a climax in the late 19th and early 20th centuries with forced integration and re relocations. The first known attempt at European colonization began when Norsemen settled briefly at Lans All Meadows in Newfoundland around 1000 AD. No further European exploration occurred until 1497, when Italian seafarer John Cabot explored Canada's Atlantic coast for England. Basque and Portuguese mariners established seasonal whaling and fishing outposts along the Atlantic coast in the early 16th century. 
1534, French explorer Jacques Cartier explored the St. Lawrence River, where on July 24th, he planted a 33-foot cross bearing the words, Long live the King of France, and took possession of the territory in the name of King Francis I. In 1583, Sir Humphrey Gilbert claimed St. John's, Newfoundland, as the first North American English colony by the royal prerogative of Queen Elizabeth I. French explorer Samuel de Champlain arrived in 1603 and established the first, European, first permanent European settlements at Port Royal in 1605 and Quebec City in 1608. Among the French colonists of New France, Canadians extensively settled the St. Lawrence River Valley and Acadians settled the present-day Maritimes, while fur traders and Catholic missionaries explored the Great Lakes, Hudson Bay, and the Mississippi watershed to Louisiana. The Beaver Wars broke out in the mid-17th century over control of the North American fur trade. The English established additional counties in Cupids and Fairyland, Newfoundland, beginning in 1610. Thirteen colonies to the south were founded soon after. The series of four wars erupted in colonial North America between 1689 and 1763. The later wars of the period constituted the North American theater of the Seven Years' War, though known here as the French and Canadian War, I mean the French and Indian War. Mainly in Nova Scotia came under British rule with the 1730 Treaty of Utrecht. The Treaty of Paris of 1763 ceded Canada and most of New France to Great Britain after the Seven Years' War. The Royal Proclamation of 1763 created the province of Quebec out of New France and annexed Cape Breton Island to Nova Scotia. St. John's Island, now Prince Edward Island, became a separate colony in 1769. To avert conflict in Quebec, the British passed the Quebec Act of 1774, expanding Quebec's territory to the Great Lakes and Ohio Valley. It re-established the French language, Catholic faith, and French civil law there. This angered many residents of the 13 colonies, fueling anti-British sentiment in the years prior to the 1775 outbreak of the American Revolution. The 1783 Treaty of Paris recognized American independence and ceded the newly added territories south but not north of the Great Lakes to the United States. New Brunswick was split from Nova Scotia as part of a reorganization of loyalist settlements in the Maritimes. To accommodate English-speaking loyalists in Quebec, the Constitutional Act of 1791 divided the province into French-speaking Lower Canada, later Quebec, and English-speaking Upper Canada, later Ontario, granting each its own elected legislative assembly. The Canadas were the main front in the War of 1812 between the United States and the United Kingdom. Following the war, large-scale immigration to Canada from the United Kingdom and Ireland began in 1815. Between 1825 and 1846, 626,628 European immigrants reportedly landed at Canadian ports. These included Irish immigrants escaping the Great Irish, Fam Great Irish Famine, as well as Gaelic-speaking Scots displaced by the Highland clearances. Infectious diseases killed between 25 and 33 percent of Europeans who immigrated to Canada before 1891. The desire for responsible government resulted in the abortive rebellions of 1837. A Durham report subsequently recommended responsible government 
and the assimilation of French Canadians into English culture. The Act of Union 1840 merged the Canadas into, unite, into a united province of Canada. Responsible government was established for all British North American provinces by 1849. The signing of the Oregon Treaty by the United Kingdom and the United States in 1846 ended the Oregon boundary dispute, extending the border westward along the 49th parallel. This paved the way for British colonies on Vancouver Island in 1849 and in British Columbia in 1858. Following several constitutional conferences, the 1867 Constitution Act officially, officially proclaimed Canadian Confederation on July 1, 1867, initially with four provinces, Ontario, Quebec, Nova Scotia, and New Brunswick. Canada assumed control of Rupert's Land and the Northwestern Territory to form the Northwest Territories, where the Metis grievances ignited the Red River Rebellion and the creation of the province of Manitoba in July 1870. British Columbia and Vancouver Island, which had been united in 1866, joined the Confederation in 1871 while Prince Edward Island joined in 1873. Prime Minister John MacDonald and his conservative government established a national policy of tariffs to protect the nascent Canadian manufacturing industries. To open the West, the government sponsored the construction of three transcontinental railways, including the Canadian Pacific Railway, opened the prairies to settlement with the Dominion Lands Act, and established the Northwest Mounted Police to assert its authority over this territory. In 1898, the Klondike Gold Rush in the Northwest Territories, during the Klondike Gold Rush in the Northwest Territories, the Canadian government created the Yukon Territory. Under the, under the Liberal Prime Minister Wilfrid Laurier, continental European immigrants settled the prairies, and Alberta and Saskatchewan became provinces in 1905. Because the United Kingdom still maintained control of Canada's foreign affairs under the Confederation Act, its declaration of war in 1914 automatically brought Canada into World War I. Volunteers sent to the Western Front later became part of the Canadian Corps. The Corps became a substantial role, played a substantial role in the Battle of Vimy Ridge and other major engage engagements of the war. Of approximately 625,000 Canadians who served in World War I, Around 60,000 were killed and another 173,000 were wounded. The conscription crisis of 1917 erupted when, Prime Minister, when Conservative Prime Minister Robert Borden brought in compulsory military service over the vehement, vehement objections of French-speaking Quebecers. The conscription crisis, coupled with disputes over French-language schools outside Quebec, deeply alienated Francophone Canadians and temporarily split the Liberal Party. Borden's Unionist government included many Anglophone liberals that swept to a landslide victory in the 1917 elections. In 1919, Canada joined the League of Nations independently of the United Kingdom. The 1931 Statute of Westminster affirmed Canada's independence. The Great Depression in Canada during the early 1930s saw an economic downturn leading to hardship across the country. In response to the downturn, the Cooperative Commonwealth Federation in Saskatchewan introduced many elements of a welfare state as pioneered by Tommy Douglas in the 1940s and 1950s. Canada declared, 
declared war on Germany independently during World War II under Liberal Prime Minister William King several, seven days after the United Kingdom. The first Canadian Army units arrived in the, in the United Kingdom in December 1939. Canadian troops played important roles in many key battles of the war, inclu including the, the failed 1942 Deep Raid, the Allied invasion of Italy, the Normandy landings, the Battle of Normandy, and the Battle of the Scheldt in 1944. Canada provided asylum for the Dutch monarchy while that country was occupied and is credited by the Netherlands for major contributions to its liberation from Nazi Germany. The Canadian economy boomed during the war as its industries manufactured military material for Canada, the United Kingdom, China, and the Soviet Union. Despite another conscription crisis in Quebec in 1944, Canada finished the war with a large army and strong economy. The financial crisis of the Great Depression that led the Dominion of Newfoundland to relinquish responsible government in 1934 and became a crown colony ruled by a British governor. After two bitter referendums, Newfoundlanders voted to join Canada in 1949 and as, as a province. Canada's post-war economic growth combined with the policies of successive, successive liberal governments led to the emergence of a new Canadian identity marked by the adoption of the current Maple Leaf flag in 1965, the implementation of official bilingualism, English and French, in 1969, and the institution of official multiculturalism in 1971. Socially democratic programs were also instituted, such as Medicare, the Canada Pension Plan, and Canada Student Loans, through official governments, particularly Quebec and Alberta. I mean, Though provisional governments, particularly Quebec and Alberta, opposed many of these as incursions into their jurisdictions. Finally, another series of constitu constitutional conferences resulted in the 1982 patriation of Canada's constitution from the United Kingdom, concurrent with the creation of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. In 1999, Nunavut became Canada's third territory after a series of negotiations with the federal government. At the same time, Quebec underwent profound social and economic changes through the quiet revolution of the 1960s, giving birth to a modern nationalist movement. The Radical, the radical Front de Liberation du Quebec, or Quebec Liberation Front, ignored, ignited the October crisis with a series of bombings and kidnappings in 1970, and the Sovereignist Quebec Party. Parti, Parti Quebeca, or Quebec Party, was elected in 1976, organizing an unsuccessful referendum on sovereignty association in 1980. Attempts to accommodate Quebec nationalism constitutionally through the Niche Lake Accord failed in 1990. This led to the formation of the Bloc Quebec, or Quebec Bloc, in Quebec, and the invigoration of the Reform Party of Canada in the West. A second referendum followed in 1995 in which sovereignty was rejected by a slimmer margin of 50.6% to 49.4%. In 1997, the Supreme Court of Canada ruled that unilateral succession by province would be unconstitutional, and the Clarity Act was passed by Parliament outlining the terms of a negotiated departure from Confederation. In addition to the issues of Quebec sovereignty, 
a number of crises shook Canadian society in the, in the late 1980s and early 1990s. These included the explosion of Air India Flight 182 in 1985, the largest mass murder in Canadian history. The Ecole Polytechnica massacre in 1989, a university shooting involving female students, and the Oka crisis of 1990, the first of a number of violent confrontations between the government and aboriginal groups. Canada also joined the Gulf War in 1990 as part of the United States-led coalition force and was active in several peacekeeping missions in the 1990s, including UNPROF-4 in the former Yugoslavia. Canada sent troops to Afghanistan. United States protection is probably what this stands for. Canada sent troops to Afghanistan in 2001, but declined to join the U.S.-led invasion of Iraq in 2003. In 2009, Canada's economy suffered in the worldwide Great Recession, but has since rebounded modestly. In 2011, Canadian forces participated in the NATO-led intervention into the Libyan civil war. Canada occupies a major northern portion of North America, sharing land borders with the contiguous United, contiguous United States itself, the longest border between two countries in the world, and the U.S. state of Alaska to the northwest. Canada stretches from the Atlantic Ocean in the east to the Pacific Ocean in the west. To the north lies the Arctic Ocean. Greenland is in the northeast, while St. Pierre and Miquelon is south of Newfoundland. By total area, including its waters, Canada is the second largest country in the world, after Russia. By land area alone, Canada ranks fourth. The, the country lies between fort, latitudes 41 degrees and 84 degrees north, and longitudes 52 degrees west and 141 degrees west. Since 1925, Canada has claimed the portion of the Arctic between 60 degrees west and 141 degrees west longitude. But the claim is not universally recognized. Canada is home to the world's northernmost settlement, Canadian Forces Station Alert, on the northern tip of Ellesmere Island, latitude 82.5 degrees north, which lies 508 miles from the North Pole. Much of the, of the Canadian Arctic is covered by ice and permafrost. Canada has the longest coastline in the world, with, with a total length of 125,570 miles. Additionally, its border with the United States is the world's longest land border, stretching 5,525 square miles, 5,525 miles. Since the end of the last glacial period, Canada has consisted of eight distinctive forest regions, including extensive boreal forests on the Canadian Shield. Canada has around 31,700 large lakes, more than any other country, containing much of the world's fresh water. There are also freshwater glaciers in the Canadian Rockies and the Coast Mountains. Canada is geologically active, having many earthquakes and potentially active volcanoes, notably Mount Meager, Mount Garibaldi, Mount Cayley, and the Mount Adiza volcanic complex. The volcanic eruption of the Tsiaks Cone in 1775 was among Canada's worst natural disasters, killing 2,000 Nisqaa people. And destroying the river in the Nass, and destroying their village in the Nass River Valley of northern British Columbia, the eruption produced a 14-mile lava flow, and according to Niska'a legend, blocked the flow of the Nass River. 
Canada's population density at 8.5 inhabitants per square mile is among the lowest in the world. The most densely populated part of the country is the Quebec City Windsor Corridor, situated in southern Quebec and southern Ontario along the Great Lakes and the St. Lawrence River. Average winter and summer high temperatures across Canada vary from region to region. Winters can be harsh in many parts of the country, particularly in the interior and prairie provinces, which experience a continental climate, where daily average temperatures are near 5 degrees Fahrenheit or negative 15 degrees Celsius, but can drop below negative 40 degrees Fahrenheit or negative 40 degrees Celsius, I the same, I don't know, with severe wind chills. In non-coastal regions, snow can cover the ground for almost six months of the year, while in parts of the north, snow can persist year-round. Coastal British Columbia has a temperate climate with a mild and rainy winter. On the east and west coast, average high temperatures are generally in the low 70 degree Fahrenheit or 20 degrees Celsius. While between the coasts, the average summer high temperature ranges from 77 degrees Fahrenheit or 25 degrees Celsius to 86 degrees Fahrenheit or 30 degrees Celsius, with temperatures in some interior locations occasionally exceeding 104 degrees Fahrenheit or 40 degrees Celsius. Canada has a parliamentary system within the context of constitutional monarchy. The monarchy of Canada being the foundation of the executive, legislative, and judicial branches. The sovereignty is Queen Elizabeth II, who also serves as head of state of 15 other Commonwealth countries and each of Canada's 10 provinces. As such, the Queen's representative, the Governor General of Canada, at present David Johnson, carries out most of the federal royal duties in Canada. The direct participation of the royal and vice-royal figures in areas of governance is limited. In practice, their use of the executive powers is directed by the Cabinet, a committee of ministers of the Crown responsible to the elected House of Commons and chosen and headed by the Prime Minister of Canada, at present Stephen Harper, the head of government. The Governor-General or monarch may, though in certain crisis situations, ex exercise their power within ministerial advice. To ensure the stability of government, the Governor-General will usually appoint as Prime Minister the person who is the current leader of the political party that, that can obtain the confidence of a plurality and head of in the House of Commons. The Prime Minister's office is thus one of the most probable institutions in government, initiating most legislation for parliamentary approval and selecting for appointment by the Crown besides the aforementioned the Governor-General, the Lieutenant Governors, Senators, federal court judges, and heads of crown corporations and government agencies. The leader of the party with the second most seats usually becomes the leader of Her Majesty's loyal opposition, presently Thomas McClure, and as part of an adversarial parliamentary system intended to keep the, keep the government in check. Each of the 308 members of parliament in the House of Commons is elected by simple plurality in an electoral district or riding. General elections must be called by the Governor General either on the advice of the Prime Minister within four years of the previous election or if the government loses a confidence vote in the House of Commons. The 105 members of the Senate whose seats are apportioned on a regional basis serve until age 75. Five parties had representatives elected to the federal parliament in the 2011 elections. The Conservative Party of Kino, which is the current governing party, the New Democratic Party, which is the official opposition, the Liberal Party of Canada, the Quebec Bloc, and the Green Party of Canada. 
The list of historical parties with elected representation is substantial. Canada's federal structure divides government responsibilities between the federal government and the ten provinces. Provisional legislatures are unicameral and operate in parliamentary fashion similar to the House of Commons. Canada's three territories also have legislatures, but these are not sovereign and have fewer constitutional responsibilities than the provinces. The, territory le the territorial legislatures are also differ, differ structurally from their provisional counterparts. The Constitution of Canada is the supreme law of the country and consists of written text and unwritten conventions. The Constitution Act of 1867, known as the British North America Act prior to 1982, affirmed governance based on parliamentary precedent and divided powers between the federal and provisional governments. The Statute of Westminster in 1931 granted full autonomy in the Constitutional and the Constitution Act of 1982 ended all legislative ties to the United Kingdom, as well as adding a constitutional amending formula and the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. The Charter guarantees basic rights and freedoms that usually cannot be overridden by any government, though a notwithstanding clause allows the federal parliament and provisional legislatures to override certain sections of the Charter for a period of five years. The Indian Act, various treaties and case laws were established in to mediate relations between Europeans and native peoples, most notably a series of 11 treaties known as the Numberhead Treaties were signed between Aboriginals in Canada and the reigning monarchy of Canada between 1871 and 1921. These treaties are agreements with the Canadian Crown and Council administered by Canadian Aboriginal law and overseen by the Minister of Aboriginal Affairs and Northern Development. The role of the treaties and the rights they support were reaffirmed by Section 35 of the Constitution Act of 1982. These rights include provision of services such as health care, an exemption from taxation. The legal and policy framework within Canada and First Nations op operate, within which Canada and First Nations operate, was further formalized in 2005 through the First Nations Federal Crown Political Accord. Canada's judiciary plays an important role in interpreting laws and has the power to strike down acts of parliament that violate the Constitution. The Supreme Court of Canada is the highest court and final arbiter and has been led since 2000 by the Chief Justice Beverly McClatchlin, the first female Chief Justice. Its nine members are appointed by the Governor General on the advice of the Prime Minister and Minister of Justice. All judge judges at the superior and appellate levels are appointed after consultation with non-governmental legal bodies. The Federal Cabinet also appoints justices to superior courts in the provisional and territorial jurisdictions. Common law prevails everywhere except in Quebec, where civil law predominates. Criminal law is solely res a federal responsibility and is uniform throughout Canada. Law enforcement, including criminal courts, is officially a provisional responsibility conducted by provisional and municipal police forces. However, in most rural areas and in some urban areas, policing responsibilities are contracted to the Federal Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Canada currently employs a professional volunteer military force of 68,250 active personnel and approximately 51,000 reserve personnel. The Unified Canadian Forces comprise the Canadian Army, Royal Canadian Navy, and Royal Canadian Air Force. In 2013, Canada's military expenditure totaled approximately 19 billion Canadian dollars, or around 1% of the country's GDP.
Canada and the United States share the world's largest undefended border, cooperate on military campaigns and exercises, and are each other's largest trading partner. Canada nevertheless has an independent foreign policy, most notably maintaining full relations with Cuba and declining to officially participate in the 2003 invasion of Iraq. Canada also maintains historic ties to the United Kingdom and France and to other former British and French colonies through Canada's membership in the Commonwealth of Nations and the Francophonie. Canada is noted for having a positive relationship with the Netherlands, owing in part to its contribution to the Dutch liberation during World War II. Canada's strong attachment to the British Empire and Commonwealth led to major participation in British military efforts in the Second Boer War, World War I, and World War II. Since then, Canada has been an advocate for multilateralism, making efforts to resolve global issues in collaboration with other nations. Canada was a founding member of the United Nations in 1945 and of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization in 1949. During the Cold War, Canada was a major contributor to UN forces in the Korean War and founded the North American Aerospace Defense Command, or NORAD, in cooperation with the United States to defend against potential aerial attacks from the Soviet Union. During the Suez Crisis of 1956, Prime Minister Lester Pearson eased tensions by proposing the inception of the United Nations Peacekeeping Force, for which he was awarded the 1957 Nobel Peace Prize. As, was, as this was the first UN peacekeeping mission, Pearson is often, often credited as the inventor of the concept. Canada has served in 50 peacekeeping missions, including every UN peacekeeping effort since 1989, and has ma since maintained forces in international missions in Rwanda, the former Yugoslavia, and elsewhere. Canada has sometimes faced controversy over its involvement in foreign countries, notably in the 1993 Somalia affair. Canada joined the Organization of American States in 1990 and hosted the OAS General Assembly in Windsor, Ontario in June 2000 and the third Summit of the Americas in Quebec City, Quebec in April 2001. Canada seeks to expand its ties to Pacific Rim economies through membership in the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Forum, or APEC. In 2001, Canada deployed troops to Afghanistan as part of the U.S. Stabilization Force and the UN-authorized NATO-led Inter International Security Assistance Force. In all, Canada has lost 158 soldiers, one diplomat, two aid workers, and one journalist during the 10-year mission, which cost approximately $11.3 billion Canadian dollars. In February 2007, Canada, Italy, the United Kingdom, Norway, and Russia announced their joint commitment to a $1.5 billion project to help develop vaccines for developing nations and called on all other countries to join them. Called on other countries to join them. In August 2007, Canada's territorial claims in the Arctic were challenged after a Russian underwater expedition to the North Pole. Canada has considered that area to be sovereign territory since 1925. Between March and October 2011, Canadian forces participated in a UN-mandated NATO intervention into the 2011 Libyan Civil War. Canada is, a recognize, is recognized as a middle power for its role in international affairs with a tendency to pursue multilateral solutions, as well as the membership of the United Nations, the World Trade Organization, and the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. Canada is a member of regional and other international organizations and forums for economic and cultural affairs. Canada is to the International 
Covenant on Civil and Political Rights in 1976. Canada is a federation composed of 10 provinces and 3 territories. In turn, these may be grouped in 4 main regions, Western Canada, Central Canada, Atlantic Canada, and Northern Canada. Eastern Canada refers to Central Canada and Atlantic Canada together. Provinces have more autonomy than territories, having responsibility for social programs such as health care, education, and welfare. Together, the provinces collect more revenue than the federal government in almost unique structure among federations in the world. Using its spending powers, the federal government can initiate national policies in provincial areas such as the Canada Health Act. The provinces can opt out of these but rarely do so in practice. Equalization payments are made by the federal government to ensure that reasonably uniform standards of services and taxation are kept between the richer and poorer provinces. The, main, the Bank of Canada is the central bank of the country and governed by Stephen Palaz. In addition, the Minister of Finance and Minister of Industry utilized the Statistics Canada system for financial planning. The Toronto Stock Exchange is the seventh largest exchange in the world, having 1,577 companies listed in 2012. Canada is the world's 11th largest economy with a 2014 nominal GDP of approximately 1.79 trillion US dollars. He is a member of the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development and the Group of Eight, and is one of the world's top 10 trading, trading nations with a highly globalized economy. Canada is a mixed economy ranking above the US and most Western European nations on the Heritage Foundation's Index of Economic Freedom, and experiencing relatively low level of income disparity. In 2008, Canada's imported goods were worth over $442.9 billion, of which $280.8 billion originated from the United States, $11.7 billion from Canada, and $11.3 billion from the United Kingdom. The country's 2009 trade deficit totaled $4.8 billion Canadian dollars, compared with a $46.9 billion Canadian surplus in 2008. Since the early 20th century, the growth of Canada's manufacturing, mining, and service sectors has transformed the nation from a large rural economy to an urbanized industrial one. Like many other developed nations, the, the Canadian economy is dominated by the service industry, which employs about three-quarters of the country's workforce. However, Canada is unusual among developed countries in the importance of its primary sector, in which the logging and petroleum industries are two of the most prominent components. Canada is one of the few developed nations that are net exporters, net exporters of energy, meaning they export more energy than they import. Atlantic Canada possesses vast offshore deposits of natural gas, and Alberta also hosts large oil, oil and gas resources. The masses of the Athabasca oil sand and other assets results in Canada having 13% of the global oil reserves, the world's third largest after Venezuela and Saudi Arabia. Canada is additionally one of the world's largest suppliers of agricultural products. The Canadian prairies are one of the most global producers, most important global producers of wheat, canola, and other grains. The Ministry of Natural Resources in Canada provides statistics regarding their major exports, zinc and uranium is a leading export of many other minerals such as gold, nickel, aluminum, steel, iron ore, coking coal, and lead. Many towns in northern Canada where agriculture is difficult are sustainable because of nearby mines and sources of timber. Canada also has a sizable manufacturing sector centered in southern Ontario and Quebec. 
with automobiles and aeronautics representing particularly important industries. Canada's economic economic integration with the United States has increased significantly since World War II. The Automotive Products Trade Agreement of 1965 opened Canada's border for, to trade in the automotive in the automobile manufacturing industry. In the 1970s, concerns over energy sufficiency and foreign ownership in the manufacturing sectors prompted Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau's Liberal government to enact the National Energy Program and the Foreign Investment Review Agency. In the 1980s, Prime Minister Brian Mulroney's Progressive Conservatives abolished the NEP and changed the name of FIRA to Investment Canada to encourage foreign investment. The Canada-United States Free Trade Agreement of 1988 eliminated tariffs between the two countries, while the North American Free Trade Agreement expanded the free trade zone to include Mexico in 1994. In the mid-1990s, Jean Chrétien's Liberal government began to post annual budgetary surpluses and steadily paid down the national debt. The global financial crisis of 2008 caused a major recession, which led to a significant rise in unemployment in Canada. By October 2009, Canada's national unemployment rate had reached 8.6%, with provisional unemployment rates ranging from a low of 5.8% in Manitoba to a high of 17% in Newfoundland and Labrador. Between October 2008 and October 2010, the Canadian labour market lost 162,000 full-time jobs and a total of 224,000 permanent jobs. Canada's federal debt was estimated to total $566.7 billion for the fiscal year 2010-2011, up from $463.7 billion in 2008-2009. In addition, Canada's net foreign debt rose by $41 billion to $194 billion in the first quarter of 2010. However, Canada's regulated banking sector comparatively conservative among G8 nations. The, the, federal, government, the federal government's pre-crisis budgetary surpluses and its long-term policies of lowering the national debt resulted in a less severe recession compared to other G8 nations. As of 2013, the majority of the economy, Canadian economy is stabilized although the country remains troubled by slow growth, sensitivity to the Eurozone crisis, and higher than normal unemployment rates. The federal government and many Canadian industries have also start, started to expand trade with emerging Asian markets and attempt to diversify exports. In 2011, Asia was Canada's second largest export market after the United States. Widely debated oil pipeline proposals in particular are hope to increase exports of Canadian oil reserves to China. In 2011, Canada spent approximately $29.9 billion Canadian dollars on domestic research and development. As of 2012, the country has produced 14 Nobel laureates in physics, chemistry, and medicine, and was ranked fourth worldwide for scientific research quality in a major 2012 survey of air national scientists. It has had quarters for a number of global technology firms. Canada ranks 17th in the world for internet users as a proportion of the population, with over 28.4 million users, equivalent to around 83% of its total 2012 population. The Canadian Space Agency operates a highly active space program, conducting deep space, planetary, and aviation research, and developing rockets and satellites. Canada is the third country to launch a satellite into space after the Soviet Union and the, and the United States with the 1962 Alouette 1 launch. In 1984, Mark Garneau 
became Canada's first astronaut. As of 2013, nine Canadians have flown into space over the course of 15 manned missions. Canada is a participant in the International Space Station and is a pioneer in space robotics, having constructed the Canadarm, Canadarm-2, and Dexter robotic manipulators for the ISS and the National Aeronautics and Space Administration Space Shuttle. Since the 1960s, Canada's aerospace industry has designed and built numerous marquees of satellite, including RadarSat-1 and RadarSat-2, ISS, and MOSC. Canada has also produced a success with MOSC, meaning micro-availability and oscillations of Star's telescope. Canada has also produced a successful and widely used sounding rocket, the Black Brent. Over 1,000 Black Brents have been launched since the world, since rocket's introduction in 1961. The 2011 Canadian Census counted a total population of 33,476,688, and an increase of around 5.9% over the 2006 figure. By December 2012, Statistics Canada reported a population of over 35 million, signifying the fastest growth of N growth rate of any G8 nation. Between 1990 and 2008, the population increased by 5.6 million, equivalent to 20.4% overall growth. The main drivers of population growth are immigration and, to a lesser extent, natural growth, meaning just more people being born. About four-fifths of the population live lives within 93 miles of the United States border. Approximately 80% of Canadians live in urban areas concentrated in Quebec City, Windsor Corridor, the British Columbia Lower Mainland, and the Calgary-Edmonton Corridor in Alberta. Canada spans latitudinally from the 83rd parallel north to the 41st parallel north, and approximately 95% of the population is found below the 55th parallel north. In common with with many other developed countries, Canada is ex experiencing a demographic shift towards an older population, with more retirees and fewer people of working age. In 2006, the average age was 39.5 years. By 2011, it had, grown, it had risen to approximately 39.9 years. As of 2013, the average life expectancy for Canadians is 81 years. According to the 2006 census, the country's largest self-reported ethnic origin is Canadian, counting for 32% of the population, followed by English at 21%, French at 15.8%, Scottish at 15.1%, Irish at 13.9%, German at 10.2%, Italian at 4.6%, Chinese at 4.3%, First Nations at 4%, Ukrainian at 3.9%, and Dutch at 3.3%. There are 600 recognized First Nations governments or bands, encompassing a total of 1,172,790 people. Canada's Aboriginal population is growing at almost twice the national rate, and 4% of Canada's population claimed Aboriginal identity in 2006. Another 16.2% of the population belonged to a non-Aboriginal visible minority. In 2006, the largest visible minority groups were South Asian at 4%, Chinese at 3.9% and Black at 2.5%. Between 2001 and 2006, the visible minority population rose by 27.2%. In 1961, less than 2% of Canada's population, about 300,000 people, were mem members of visible minority groups. By 2007, almost 1 in 5, or 19.8%, were foreign-born, with nearly 60% of new immigrants coming from Asia, including the Middle East. 
The leading sources of immigration to Canada were China, the Philippines, and India. According to Statistics Canada, visible minority groups could account for a third of the Canadian population by 2031. Canada has one of the highest per capita immigration rates in the world, driven by economic policy and family re reunification. In 2010, a record 280,636 people immigrated to Canada. The Canadian government anticipated between 260,000 and 285,000 new permanent residents in 2015, a similar number of immigrants as in recent years. New immigrants settled mostly in major urban areas like Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver. Canada also accepts a large number of refugees, accounting for over 10% of annual global refugee resettlements. Canada is religiously diverse, encompassing a wide range of beliefs and customs. According to the 2011 census, 67.3% of Canadians identify as Christian. Of these, Catholics make up the largest group, accounting for 38.7% of the population. The largest Protestant denomination is the United Church of Canada, accounting for 6.1% of Canadians, followed by Anglicans at 5% and Baptists at 1.9%. In 2011, about 23.9% declared no religious affiliation, up compared to 16.5% in 2001. The remaining 8.8% are affiliated with non-Christian religions, the largest, the largest of which are Islam at 3.2% and Hinduism at 1.5%. The number is missing a little bit. And Canada ranks first worldwide in the number of adults having tertiary education, with 51% of adults having attended at least undergraduate college or having attained at least an undergraduate college or university degree, according to a 2012 Organization of Economic and Cooperation Development survey. Canadian provinces and territories are responsible for education. The mandatory school age ranges from 5 to 7 to 6 to 18 years, contributing to an adult literacy rate of 99%. As of 2011, 88% of adults aged 25 to 64 have earned the equivalent of a high school degree compared to an OECD average of 74%. In 2002, 43% of Canadians aged 25 to 64 possessed the post-secondary education. For those aged 25 to 34, the rate of post-secondary education reached 51%. According to a 2012 NBC report, Canada is the most educated country in the world. The Program for International Student Assessment indicates that Canadian students perform well above the OECD average, particularly in mathematics, science, and reading. Canada's two official languages are English and French, pursuant to Section 16 of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms and the Federal Official Languages Act. Canada's federal government practices official bilingualism, which is applied by the Commissioner of Official Languages. English and French have equal status in federal courts parliament and in all federal institutions. Citizens have the right, where there is a sufficient demand, to receive federal government services in either English or French, and official language minorities are guaranteed their own schools in all provinces and territories. English and French are the first languages of 59.7% and 23.2% of, of the population respectively. Approximately 98% of Canadians speak English or French, 57.8% speak English only, 22.1% speak French only, and 17.4% speak both. The English and French official language communities, defined by the official 
by the first official language spoken constitute 73% and 23.6% of the population, respectively. The 1977 Charter of the French Language established French as the official language of Quebec. Although more than 85% of French-speaking Canadians live in Quebec, there are substantial Francophone populations in Ontario, Alberta, and southern Manitoba. Ontario is the largest French-speaking population outside Quebec. New Brunswick is the only officially bilingual province as a French-speaking Acadian minority, consisting 33, constituting 33% of the population. There are also clusters of Acadians in southwestern Nova Scotia, on Cape Breton Island, and through central and western Prince Edward Island. Other provinces have no official languages as such, but French is used as a language of instruction in courts and for other government services. In addition to English, Manitoba, Ontario, and Quebec allow for both English and French to be spoken in the provincial legislatures, and laws are enacted in both languages. In Ontario, French has some legal status, but is not fully co-official. There are 11 Aboriginal language groups composed of more than 65 distinct dialects. Of these, only the Cree, Inukituk, and Ojibwe languages have large enough population have a large enough population of fluent speakers to be considered viable to survive in the long term. Several Aboriginal languages have official status in the Northwest Territories. Inukitikto is the major majority language in Nunavut and is one of three official languages of the territory. In 2011, nearly 6.8 million Canadians listed a non-official language as their mother tongue. Some of the most common non-official first languages include Chinese, mainly Cantonese at 1,072,555 first language speakers, Punjabi at 430,705, Spanish at 410,670, German at 409,200, and Italian at 407,490. Canada's culture draws influences from its broad range of constituent nationalities and policies that promote multiculturalism are constitutionally protected. In Quebec, cultural identity is strong, and many French-speaking commentators speak of a culture of Quebec that is distinct from English-Canadian culture. However, as a whole, Canada is in theory a cultural, cultural mosaic, a collection of several regional, aboriginal, and ethnic subcultures. Government policies such as publicly funded health care, higher taxation, taxation to redistribute wealth, the outlawing of capital punishment, strong efforts to eliminate poverty, strict gun control, and the legalization of same-sex marriage are further social indicators of Canada's political and cultural values. How historically Canada has been influenced by British, French, and Aboriginal cultures, cultures and traditions. Through their language, art, and music, Aboriginal peoples continue to influence the Canadian identity. Many Canadians value multiculturalism and see Canada as being inherently multicultural. American media and entertainment are popular, if not dominant, in English Canada. Conversely, many Canadian cultural products and entertainers are successful in the United States and worldwide. The preservation of the distinctly Canadian culture is supported by federal government programs, laws, and institutions such as the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, or CBC, the National Film Board of Canada, or NFB, and the Canadian Radio, Television, and Telecommunications Commission, or CRTC. Canadian visual art has been dominated by figures such as Tom Thompson, the country's most famous painter, and by the Group of Seven. Thompson's career painting 
Canadian landscape spanned a decade up to his death in 1917 at age 39. The group were painters with a nationalistic and idealistic focus who first ex exhibited their distinctive works in May 1920. They were referred to as having seven members, five artists, Lawrence Harris, A.Y. Jackson, Arthur Lismick, J.E.H. McDonald, and Frederick Farley, responsible for articulating the group's ideas. They were joined briefly by Frank Johnston and by commercial artist Franklin Carmichael. A.J. Kassan became part of the group in 1926. Associated with the group was another prominent Canadian artist, artist Emily Carr, known for her landscapes and portrayals of the indigenous peoples of the Pacific Northwest Coast. Since the 1950s, work of Inuit art had been given as gifts to foreign dignitaries by the Canadian government. The Canadian music industry has produced internationally renowned composers, musicians, and ensembles. Music broadcasting in the country is regulated by the CRTC. The Canadian Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences presents Canada's Music Industry Awards, the Juno Awards, which were first awarded in 1970. Patriotic music in Canada dates back over 200 years as a distinct category from British patriotism, proceeding in the first legal steps to independence by over 50 years. The earliest, The Bold Canadian, was written in 1812. The National Anthem of Canada, O Canada, was originally commissioned by the Lieutenant Governor of Quebec, Theodore Robitaille, for the 1880 St. Jean-Baptiste Day ceremony, and was officially adopted in 1980. Calixa Levely wrote the music, which was a, which was a setting, setting of a patriotic poem composed by the poet and judge Sir Adolf Basile Rothier. The text was originally only in French before it was translated into to English in 1906. The roots of organized sports in Canada date back to the 1770s. Canada's official national sports are ice hockey and lacrosse. Seven of Canada's eight largest metropolitan areas, Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, Ottawa, Calgary, Edmonton, and Winnipeg, have franchises in the National Hockey League. Other popular spectator sports in Canada include curling and Canadian football. The latter is played professionally in the Canadian Football League. Golf, tennis, baseball, skiing, cricket, volleyball, rugby union, soccer, and basketball are widely played at youth and amateur levels, but professional leagues and franchises are not widespread. Canada does have one professional baseball team, the Toronto Blue Jays, one professional basketball team, the Toronto Raptors, and three major league soccer teams, Toronto FC, Vancouver Whitecaps FC, and the Montreal Impact. Canada has participated in almost every Olympic Games since its debut in, Olympic debut in 1900 and has hosted several high-profile international sporting events, including the 1976 Summer Olympics in Montreal, in Montreal, Quebec, the 1988 Winter Olympics in Calgary, Alberta, the 1994 Basketball World Championship, the 2007 FIFA Under-20 World Cup, and the 2010 Winter Olympics in Vancouver, British Columbia and Whistler, British Columbia. Canada's national symbols are influenced by natural, historical, and aboriginal sources. The use of the maple leaf as a Canadian symbol dates back to the early, dates to the early 18th century. The maple leaf is depicted on Canada's current and previous flags, on the penny, and on the arms of Canada. Other prominent symbols include the beaver, Canada goose, common loon, the crown, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, more recently the Tolumpo and Inosuk. That is uh, the great nation of Canada, which is a very nice nation, beautiful nation. Love the visit there. I hope you learned a little bit more about this country. 
if you have any questions or comments about this or if about me in general, any requests, you can email them to me at rny9286 at hotmail.com. Please rate and review this podcast in iTunes. It will help expose it to more people and and make it easier to do more of them. You can also catch me on Facebook at facebook.com slash tjspike, tjspkye, or search for me in the name, Tim Hampton. I'm also on Twitter at tjspike, tjspyke. Thank you, and have a great day, everyone.